0: So here it is. You see through them and you can see they're lying, gaslighting, just really bad. And we wonder, can anyone else see this? Because they seem to have friends. We feel like we're the only one who sees through this bad, odd, strange, weird, horrible, quote, quote, person. We are not the only one. And that is what we're going to talk about today on Narcissistic Abuse Unwound with me, Jennifer Smith of True Love Scam Recovery. As things get really bad and we're drawing away, or after we have drawn away, gotten rid of them, in the aftermath, there is an overwhelming feeling and frustration. It's perfectly normal to think, I'm the only person that sees this. Why are these people talking to him? Why is this other woman Now going out with him, so to speak, having his baby, who are these people? And sometimes those people are friends of ours or people we introduce them to. So now here we are, knowing these are shitbags, want nothing to do with them, have blocked them, and people we know and complete total strangers just seem to think this person is a walking god. You can hear my disgust at this. I remember this. I remember this, the frustration, the despair, the disbelief, just having no idea what to do about all these people who thought this person was amazing. And I really felt like I was the only one who could see him for what he was. I was so, so fortunate to have my brother and my sister who didn't understand what a sociopath is or even really what had happened, And my brother may have seen it more of a relationship than my sister did. But she still didn't know what this really was. I mean, I didn't know what this really was. They did, though, accept what I said and believe me, which is really important. We really need that. So the kind of people I'm talking about or the role of the people I'm talking about who didn't see what he was are those friends and fans and followers on Facebook, the next prey, the simultaneous prey that I discovered, and some of them were simply on the periphery, and some even had his children, women who had had his children. Really frustrating. In my case, I needed to talk to them all because I needed evidence for an annulment. And once again, if you heard a cat meowing during some of that, it is a cat. It is my little kitty cat Sushi. I am here to tell you you are not the only one who sees what this dirtbag is. Everyone around them feels the effect of the sociopath. This is unavoidable. A sociopath is a sociopath is a sociopath. Everyone around them is affected by them. Some of us are drawn in 100% full on under their spell. Others of us are semi drawn in, just enough to think, oh yeah, you know, he's a nice guy, she's a nice woman and really not much beyond that. And then some people really get a bad vibe from these creatures and naturally stay away, sometimes consciously, sometimes from a subconscious place. But here's one thing normal human beings don't do. And this is the thing that we're wishing they would do. This is the thing that we're looking for. And we're not seeing it because normal people don't do it, but it's a part of why we're so frustrated. So here's the thing that we can't see because it's not there, but we wish it was that normal people don't do. Drum rule. Normal people don't talk trash about other people. Oh, I know. It looks like we do on social media, and that's a different department. Social media is a place where people are invisible and where some people go on purpose to antagonize others. So putting that whole world aside, think about the people you know, your circle of friends or the friends and family that you grew up with. How many of us have heard, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. These platitudes weren't invented to tell us how to behave. I feel more that this kind of expression, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, comes more out of our natural, primordial existence. I think it's the nature of human beings, because we thrive on connection and bonding and similarity Rather than separation, isolation, and differences or exclusion, the notion of not talking trash about others. This is supported in most philosophies or platforms of positive thinking. It's certainly supported by any religion I have ever had any knowledge of. The idea that we have graciousness towards one another, that we're seeking to make connection rather than wedge in. A judgment that causes separation. We need to bond. In general and as a social rule, normal people don't talk trash about other people. That's the normal bit. But when we're talking about an interaction with a sociopath, it's not normal. What happens to our normal when we're affected by a sociopath, even if only slightly affected, we're still affected. So guess what? Those normal people, who under normal circumstances, for the most part, do not talk trash about other people, are now also under the effect of a sociopath, so they are afraid to talk trash about that other person, the maniac. They may not be consciously aware of this fear, but it is there, and you understand what I mean, that tiny Huge, gigantic, unidentifiable, evasive, yucky, yuck vibe feeling that is fear that is elicited by the presence of a sociopath. That's an element of how their coercive control works. It comes naturally in the package of what they are. We are afraid of them. Everyone is afraid of them. On a conscious level, maybe for us who are drawn in under their spell, We are very conscious of being afraid of them, at least at some point. And then from that point on, that only grows, does not go away. And then other people, all the rest of everyone else, on a subconscious level, a primal place in our bodies, we fear that person. Because that, quote unquote, using that word again loosely, person, that maniac, that psychopath, is dangerous. And somewhere on a primal level, We all know that. What we're trying to do, what I'm trying to do, is help us bring that subconscious awareness up to a conscious level where we really understand it. It's a fact of life. They're the predator. We're the prey so that we can sidestep them. They need us participating for them to be successful. And for us to participate, we have to not know about them, not know they exist not know the signs that this person we just met is a predator. I'm trying to have us all know that. As time goes by, I guarantee you will see that many of these other people around them did see what that person was or have a sense of that person being very bad, weird, creepy, not liking them. Sometimes it just comes across as that and that's how we define it in our minds as normal human beings. Hmm, I don't like that guy or yeah, she's kind of off to me, I don't know. And that is enough for other people, not us who is drawn in under the spell of a particular sociopath to sidestep them, to pull away from them, to not be in their presence. And guess what? The sociopath knows that. The sociopath as a predator is wired as a parasitic predator by nature to survive. Their survival requires people who don't see that. So when we see it, ta-da, we cannot be drawn in that way. Ideally, we fully deeply understand it and we can see it. I mentioned earlier that we might introduce our friends to these nutbags and they don't see through this person even after we've broken away. Or maybe it's people that we've met through the dirtbag who are normal people who also don't see that this person is not normal. A sociopath, a psychopath, without necessarily knowing that name. So, what happens then when, in the aftermath, people we know who are our friends and knew the dirt bag want to continue contact with the dirt bag? Well, we lose those people. That's it. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of loss involved in all of this. If we try to explain to them what's going on or what that person has done, it is really unlikely to be effective we lose a lot and we have to find ways to create value in this. Make sense? Make sense? I hope so. Oh my gosh, email me, jennifer at truelovescam.com. If you are befuddled and frustrated and in a mess or a nightmare, think about some sessions with me. We genuinely, emotionally experience this as a relationship. There's a lot of loss. There's so much to resolve. It's a bunch. Then don't forget the book. The full title is Breaking Up With Evil, Escaping Coercive Control. That's on Amazon. We're behind the scenes here working on book two of that. If you'd like to be part of book two, email me, make the subject line SOS partner. If you would like to be a podcast guest and you can be anonymous as a podcast guest, it would be your voice and all of that, but we don't have to use your name. I don't use mine. Let me know, email me jennifer at truelovescam.com. Visit my website www.truelovescam.com. What are we talking about next podcast? We're going to be talking about some of the words we use or the majority of people out there use to talk about this nightmare. And one final quick little announcement. I've decided to go with three podcasts per month. Three Thursdays is how I'm going to call it. Three Thursdays. Not even going to promise 10 10 a.m. in the morning as I tried to do. Four podcasts a month is a lot production wise all of this. So I'm going with three Thursdays. They're going to surprise you. Which Thursday? What time of day? But there you go. Three Thursdays for narcissistic abuse unwound. This is Jennifer Smith of True Love Scam Recovery sending you all good things.